Good morning, everybody. We are back with the Coffee Chat Show. We are live now on Saturday mornings at 8.30 a.m. Good morning to everybody. Hello, welcome back. I missed you guys. It's been a few weeks. We'll let everybody catch up with the fact that we are live and online. Our podcast is recording now as well. Um, so for those of you that don't know, if you miss Coffee Chat Live, uh, on video, you can, of course, watch the replay on the Facebook page, but you can also catch it on, um, you can catch the audio on our podcast. Um, and you can go to theworkingsinglemom.com and you can click listen to the podcast and that will take you to our anchor platform where you can get to us on Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher. And I think we're on about nine or 10, um, audio podcasting platforms through Anchor. Good morning, Amy. Hey, Tracy. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning, everybody. We've got um, a good conversation this morning, I think. <laughs> I'll let you guys all catch up with the fact that we are live and online. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, good morning, everybody. All right, so we changed the podcast, obviously. We are now um, on Saturday mornings at 8.30 a.m. I think that might be better for a lot of people as we come up out of the pandemic and people get back to doing things like going to church on Sunday morning and different things like that. Um, we think that it might be better for you guys. Um, good morning, Sherry. If we were live on Saturday morning instead of Sunday at 10, so... We're early, we're here, we're going to talk about what happens when you get triggered, and I'm actually going to share, um, someone's asking about the bills behind me, they um, are a pad of paper that my mom gave me um, quite some time ago, it was a pad of paper with all $100 bills, and so they're pasted all over the wall, one to remind me of her, and two, it's not a bad manifestation tool to have $100 bills all over your wall, right? So, um, okay, I'm going to share with you something that happened, and out of that, I'm going to talk to you about what, it, what happens when you get triggered into a reaction based on your past and how that steals your peace and your power in your present moment, okay? And it, this actually happened to me last weekend. Um, it took four days for me to recognize that I was in a reaction, it took me another day and some conversations with Tracy um, to recognize what was the trigger and how that stole all my power for like four days and how I just kind of bounced off the walls in a reaction. Now, I'm going to be 53 this year. I am pretty self-aware. I do a lot of inner work. So if I can get triggered like that and be gone down the rabbit hole for four days, <clears throat> so can you guys. And I want to I wanna talk about that. Um, so what happened was there was a conversation um, with something to do with work. And, um, and so lots of times in your life you're going to meet people that remind you of the people that you grew up with. And sometimes if you grew up in a dysfunctional situation, which a lot of us did, if you grew up with alcoholics, which many of us did, and you learned behaviors, you know, to mitigate that when you were like 10 and 11, 
of course, at 40 and 50 and 60, we have a lot more things available to us to handle situations that are uncomfortable. When you are reactivated and you go into a reaction, you have now become the person that you were in the past at the age that you were in the past. And you are now in like that behavior mode from way, way, way back there, which means that you lose all of your power and skill for the age that you are right now in this moment. Okay, so uh, just to give you a context about what it means to be reactivated. And, and when you're reactivated, your thought process, you'll know that it's a reaction because number one, you'll be overly emotional about everything. You'll also, your mind will start to uh, tear apart everything in your life. Like maybe this isn't what I should be doing with my life. Maybe this isn't my right job. Oh my God. What if, okay. It's like you, it's all, everything spirals. All the conversations in your head are like spiraling conversations when you're in a reaction and you're highly emotional. Okay, so <clears throat> let's just frame all that. So I was having a conversation uh, Thursday night a week ago um, with something to do with work. Um, and that the particular situation, there was a trigger in there for me. And, and so then I was triggered and now I'm in a reaction, but I don't recognize it exactly, okay? So, and I'll get to uh, in a moment what the trigger was and how that worked. But so what happened is I'm, I'm very upset and I go into a mode and that call ends. And then every other thing that happened over the next four days was framed inside of that reaction. So I spent like four days crying on and off and my stomach was in knots and I was questioning my entire life and my work and my clients and I was I was just a wreck for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So this went from like Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On Monday, on Sunday night before I went to bed, I prayed for clarity because I knew that there was something going on with me and I couldn't quite figure out what it was. On Monday morning when I talked to Tracy, because we do a morning prayer call, um, I told her the whole story. And in the telling of it to her, I recognized that I had gotten triggered on Thursday and that I had been in a reaction ever since. So let's talk about a trigger. When you, um, I grew up with a bunch of dysfunctional people. I love them and they're great folks. They really are. But a lot of them drank too much. And there was a lot of my childhood that was, um, you know, a lot of different ways because of that. So when you are the child of, in the middle of, you know, a bunch of alcoholic dysfunctionalism, you tend to be a fixer and a saver. And you tend to try to make everything okay because you want to keep the peace. You want to keep stability because you're you're like eight or nine or ten and you're scared because people are like not themselves, right? Because they're they're drinking. And so you all of a sudden become somebody who just wants to make everything okay. And the fear in that is that if people go off the deep end, like something bad will happen to you, right? And you won't get taken care of because you're a kid. 
And these are adults, and they're supposed to be like the sane people in the room, okay? So what happened in the conversation was, and, and I realized this trigger has happened a lot in my lifetime, and it may be true for you guys as well. So when you are interacting with a highly dysfunctional person, sometimes when it becomes a heated like thing, there's a point in the conversation where you feel like you can't get it back. So like you, something is said and that other person snaps and now they're gone. They're screaming, they're yelling, they're swearing, they're, they hang up, they won't answer the phone, they leave the room, they leave the house. You can't, you can't get them on the telephone, you can't get them to talk to you, okay? So you, you feel like that's the point of no return. In the conversation, there's like that point, like something is said, the other person friggin' snaps, and now you're like, oh my God, oh my God, now you're panicking, right? Now you're panicking trying to, trying to figure out how you can make nice, how you can get them to stop reacting, how you can make it all better, how you can make it stop, you, you go into a mode. As a fixer, saver, caretaker, you go into a mode, all right? And in, um, yeah, or to Tracy's point, they get violent. So there, there's, so there's that, we'll call it the trigger point for lack of a better word. So you could be 53 almost like me and you could be having a conversation with someone that isn't even your family, something that has to do with work, and you could be speaking to somebody that is, you know, has some of these things going on with them, and something could be said, and that person snaps, and now, instead of being a business career woman who has her shit together and almost 53 years old, I am now 8 or 9 or 10 and I'm panicking, and I'm trying to keep everything okay, and then I'm like questioning everything, and then I'm feeling very like upset, and the future feels very uncertain to me, and then the next day I wake up and I'm crying because I'm so upset for no reason. So Saturday I was a mess, and Sunday I was a mess, and I just, and then there were other conversations that happened, other things to do with work, other things that were happening, and I was so overly emotional about everything. And it had nothing to do with like this incident or that incident or that incident. It had to do with the fact that on Thursday evening, there was a point in the conversation that I was having where I got triggered I was now in a reaction. I was back in the past at like 8, 9, 10, 11, okay? And I, and I was gone. I was gone down the rabbit hole. And I didn't even like see it because we were in the middle of like a huge thing for a client and we were all like overtired and we were working extra hard and blah, 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 blah. So I, so I wasn't, and we're going to talk about keeping your peace in a minute. But so I, so I wouldn't say that I was coming on Thursday in that conversation. I wouldn't say that I was coming like from my best, most peaceful place. Okay. I would say that I was stressed. I hadn't been keeping in the edges on my self-care stuff. So I was already like not exactly in the best space. Then that conversation happened, then I got triggered, then I was a reaction, and then it just spiraled from there. 
And on Monday morning, when I was speaking to Tracy, um, and I was telling her the whole story, I was able to pinpoint exactly what happened. I saw that I was triggered. I saw that I became a reaction. And then I saw that I lost all my power from that moment forward into the next three days. So that's what happens when you are in a reaction. When you're in a reaction, you are reacting. You are not responding, right? So you are at effect of your emotions. You are at effect of what is coming at you. You are at effect of the people around you. You are not coming from a place of peace and power. You are not coming from a place of strength. And you are now, excuse me, down the rabbit hole. All right? You are like pinging all over the place, reacting. Because you don't, you're not coming from here, right? Because you're just like gone. When you are overly emotional like that, check yourself. Take a breath and just say, am I reacting from emotion in this? Am I responding with all my faculties about me? And if you see that you are reacting, then just at least notice that and then, you know, try to figure out what triggered you and like how it happened. But if the best that you can do in the moment is say to yourself, whoa, I'm in a reaction. Something triggered me. I'm not sure what it is, but I recognize that I am highly emotional right now. I'm in a highly distressed state and I definitely don't think that I am in my best peaceful place. So let me just let me just pull back from all my interactions for a bit. Let me see if I can pull myself together. Let me see if I can figure out what the hell is going on and where the trigger was. All right, so let's talk about taking care of yourself so that it makes reacting like that less likely to happen. We've talked a lot about bookending your days, taking time for yourself in the morning, taking time for yourself at night, being able to center yourself, being able to focus on your intentions for the day, how you want things to go, being able to just connect with your own peace. If you're a God person, connect with God. If you're a universe person, connect with the divine energy of the universe, whatever it is for you personally. Making sure that you're hydrated, making sure that you're taking care of yourself as moms, as parents, as dads. We are prone to take care of everyone else first. Taking care of kids, we're taking care of everybody else. What I think we fail to recognize, and I am guilty of this as well, um, and my son is now going to be 20, so I have been through all of this, and I have made these errors and missteps, and I'm, I'm trying to talk to all of you guys that are somewhat younger than me, and um, and wave a red flag on some of this stuff. When you don't take that time for yourself, 
be it get up earlier in the morning, whatever you need to do to um, take some time, okay? Whatever you need, to, whatever you have to do to center yourself on the daily and do some self-care, whether that's lock yourself in the bathroom and have a cup of coffee with nobody up your ass or whatever it is, okay? Here's the thing. If you don't do that, you are now coming from a place where you are not grounded, okay? Now you begin the day in kind of this agitated state because you haven't had time to center yourself and focus yourself. So now when something happens that smells like something from the past and can be a trigger for you, you are more likely to become triggered by that than you would be if you were centered and coming from a place of peace. Now, I saw this in myself last week because I have been running ragged for five months, working on a huge thing for a client. It is now finished. Um, and I literally am able to step back and see that in this last five months, I let my edges blur as in, you know, my list of 10 things to do every day that keeps me feeling centered and whole, like I dropped that out. I wasn't doing yoga every morning. I slowly dropped away the things that make me feel like I'm knocking it out of the park on a daily basis. So I would say that I was in a weaker um, emotional state when this conversation happened and that's how I so easily was triggered. And then I was on a roller coaster ride for like the three or four days, right? Because I was just pinging off the walls. Now, as I said before in the beginning of this conversation, I have been studying like self-awareness stuff for four freaking decades. I consider myself to be pretty astute and advanced in this type of work. If I can do that and get triggered and be gone for like four days in a reaction, then so can you, no matter how smart you think you are or how much you think you have your shit together, all right? So when you start your day and you're not coming from a whole calm place of peace, you are much more likely to become reactivated by the stimuli coming at you all day long. When you are able to center yourself and begin your day in somewhat of a peaceful place, then when things present themselves to you moment by moment, you are more able to respond to them than react to them. Okay? So triggers come from the past. They come mostly from when we were younger, and as I said at the beginning of this, when we didn't have the abilities and the resources that we have now at 30, 40, 50, 60, however old you are. When you are 8, 9, 10, and 11, you are very much at effect, or even younger, you are very much at effect of what people are doing around you, what they're doing to you, and what is happening in your household or your world. You are very much at effect of that because you are little, you are counting on the people around you to take care of you. When they fail to do so, that causes, you know, some damage. And that carries forward into the future. Now, the good news is it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to have control over you. 
You have to be able to recognize that you're triggered. You have to be able to recognize that when that upset pops up and and it feels like so in that moment when I was triggered on Thursday when that like word that sentence was dropped and the other person went like mental and and was like hanging up and freaking out and all you know in that place those of you that grew up with crazy people you know what I'm talking about there's a point in the conversation where like everything is calm and then all of a sudden there's a snap and the other person goes off the wall and now you are trying to make it okay you're trying to keep the peace you're trying to get back what you think was lost when the snap happened you all right I know some of you know what I'm talking about I know you do and then when that happens, you like you get that sick feeling in your stomach, you start to panic, you have like anxiety, you're trying to figure out how to make it okay, you might be crying, you all right? It it's like this whole rat's nest of shit. Okay? So if I had been in a calmer state of mind when that snap happened, I would have been more likely to be like an observer, right? And be like, oh, how interesting that so-and-so has gone off the deep end over a comment that's ridiculous. Like, huh, hope it all works out for them. Hope they calm down. So <laughs> if I had been in a good place, I think, and not overtired and over everything and overstressed, I feel like that could have been my response. I could have looked at, you know, cause you can look at things, right? Like they're, it's like a circus and they're not your monkeys. Or you can look at things like it's a circus and you own the circus and they are your monkeys. So that choice is up to you. Good morning, Janet, good to see you. Um, you get to choose whether or not you respond or react. I highly encourage you to be doing things on the daily that are helping you keep your place of peace. Um, I myself am going to restart something that I find useful, which I will invite you guys to do as well. From time to time, we play um, on the Working Single Mom Coffee Chat. We play the, I call it the effectiveness game. Um, we do have a chart that's available online as a free download um, and it has a place for 10 tasks and all the days of the week okay so these tasks are yours to choose this is this is if I said to you what are the 10 things that if you did those 10 things every day you would feel like you were knocking it out of the park you would feel like you had your shit together you would feel like you were organized you would feel like you were taking care of yourself these can be simple things like make the bed, have a cup of coffee without anyone bothering me, have five minutes to read something positive in the morning, clean the kitchen countertop off, that's one of mine, Keep the, make sure the living room is clean and neat before I go to bed, make sure my desk is clean, do 15 minutes of yoga every morning, these are some of my 10 things. Just FYI, I was doing one of those things pretty much for the last three months instead of 10. Hence why I became easily and quickly reactivated and triggered by some nonsense. 
that really shouldn't have triggered me if I was coming from a place of peace. I think that we all fail to understand how valuable it is to take that time to do the few things that keep you centered and feeling powerful in your own right. When you come from that place, you are less likely to be a ping pong ball in the game of your life. All right, Tracy's just put up the link for the effectiveness chart. So it's kind of a little game. And, you know, a lot of people say, I'm taking care of myself. I'm very effective. I'm knocking it out of the park. And then if you're my personal coaching client, which I still have a few, I will say to you, okay, let's find out how effective you are. Pick 10 things, write them on this chart, and then score yourself every day. Okay, so that's what we're gonna do. I'm inviting anybody who wants to play with me. Okay, I'm gonna start tomorrow. Um, and so then if I start tomorrow, let's see. Well, I'll be able to report to you on Saturday morning where I am so far. I would still have Saturday to report because we run seven days. So what you do is you score yourself every day and then you can find out your average for the week by adding up your seven scores and dividing by seven, just like when you were in school. <laughs> so if you do two things, you're at 20%. If you do five things, you're at 50%. My goal is to stay between 80 and 100%. And in my personal opinion, I feel like if I'm staying between 80 and 100%, then I am doing well and I'm feeling... Um, like I'm at my best, all right? So anybody that wants to play the game with me, you're more than welcome. Tracy put up the link to the chart. You can download these free. I just happen to put it on a clipboard because it's easier. Um, you can download this chart for yourself. Write the 10 things in there. I'm gonna start tomorrow and then I will be reporting my results to you. Um, and I find that things go better when I'm playing this game and and doing well at it. And I always find, see these are, I have all kinds of ones from, um, you know, time past, right? So I find it very telling because when I have to score myself at the end of the week, it really will tell you a tale of what's happening, okay? So... And I don't think that I recognized how valuable keeping those 10 things in place were until I went through this last X amount of months with this huge project. With this project, I went right into let me do everything I can to take care of everything that I can with this project. And I blurred all of my boundaries about, you know, my time and what worked for me and what didn't and I just went like 300% in and and then it ended with that four days of ping-ponging reactivity and I got to see really clearly again how important it is to hold yourself into some accountabilities when it comes to taking care of yourself. And again, the 10 things on the list are totally up to you. It could be making sure you drink water every day. It could be um, 
doing 10 minutes of yoga. It could be taking five minutes to step outside and breathe fresh air. It could be, you know, making sure you brush your teeth before you go to bed. It could be folding the laundry when it comes out of the dryer and putting it away. It's whatever works for you. It's not for anybody to tell you what your 10 things should be. Only you know what are the things that you could be doing every day that would make you feel like you're knocking it out of the park and you're, you're operating at your best. I guarantee you when you're doing this and you're getting a score that you're happy with and you're feeling good, everything else will start to elevate itself around you. Because as we've been talking about, your attraction point is where you're emoting from. When you're kind of checking off this list and feeling like you've got it and you're doing well, you know, then you're feeling better about everything and then you're attracting better things to you. Also, if you have one bad day, don't, you know, beat yourself up. It, this, this game is not about you making yourself feel shitty. This game is about putting the things on the list that will help you to take care of yourself and maintain your place of peace and then giving yourself kind of a check and balance as to whether or not you're doing them. All right, so that's the story for today. Um, Definitely be evaluating yourself if you are um, over emotion, overly emotional and you feel like you're bouncing off walls, take a little look, see if something triggered you. Make sure that you're responding to the present and not reacting from the past. The best thing that you can do if you are in a reaction is to just pull back from everything and just kind of do some self-reflection and see if you can figure out what triggered you. Um, and then you can figure out how to respond from there. Okay, so I invite you to come and visit us at theworkingsinglemom.com. We are on all social media platforms. We do have a newsletter now that we are putting out twice a month. That is where you can find new blog posts from me. They go into the newsletter and then they're up on the blog after that. And that's, um, we do it every other Thursday. So this coming Thursday, there will be a newsletter coming out. We don't share your information. We don't sell it. We don't use it to um, troll anything. So if you want to be on our newsletter, it's something we just started at the beginning of this year. You can sign up for it at theworkingsinglemom.com. You'll find a newsletter sign up there. You'll also spot, find the spotlight feature where we are featuring twice a month um, we're an exceptional human. Right now it's an exceptional woman. We did have a request to feature an exceptional man every once in a while. So we are welcoming nominations for both uh, men and women um, who are doing exceptional things, who are um, just kind of being a blessing in their own little world, whatever that means. And um, we are featuring those people. We are, we are working hard to celebrate people because I don't think there's enough of that going on. We're pretty soon, um, I kind of canned the idea for the swag store because it's really not, you know, I don't really sell anything to you guys necessarily. And um, I give away swag. And so I think we're just going to keep giving stuff away and we are going to do a featured products page on the website. So the things that I buy and have made for the giveaway bags, um, 
we're going to feature those artists and those things on a special page on the Working Single Mom. So if you have something, a craft or a piece of jewelry or something that you make or do or art, um, you know, small things that can be featured in giveaway bags, you're welcome to email me and, um, and we can talk about whether or not I want to purchase some of it and then whether or not um, we add you to our I guess a preferred vendors page it's going to be. I don't know. We're still tossing around the right name for that. We're also coming up with some workbooks for my past books that will be freely downloadable. Tracy's been working on that. We're going to put up a page um, called practicalchangebooks.com and there'll be a lot of free downloadable content there. Now that I'm done with this huge project, I have some more time to focus on the working single mom stuff. For all of you that don't know, I do have a real job. I'm a communications consultant. Um, I'm very busy with that most of the time. And so the Working Single Mom stuff is my give back, my passion project. Um, and sadly, when I have to actually work <clears throat> on a client's project, Working Single Mom takes a little bit of a backseat temporarily. I'm also working on a new book um, called Practical Prosperity, The Nine Clues to Prospering. And that will come out right around my birthday in the summer. Um, actually, we're doing a photo shoot for the back of the book tomorrow. And uh, we'll share some of those back behind the scene photos with you guys while that's happening tomorrow. All right. So visit us at theworkingsinglemom.com. Come like us on Instagram. Come like us on Facebook. And um, we'll be glad to see you there. We'll see you next Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. And that's about it. Have a fantastic weekend. I hope you guys like the new time. I'm sure we'll have a lot of people watching replay. And um, we will see you soon.